Recorded live. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Our Journey Alive. This is your girl, Sophia, joined with LaDonna and Carolyn. And we are talking to you today about can you love two people at the same time? Yes, we're going to dive into a little bit of a question that can be controversial, but yet has definitely come up. When you're dealing with people that either claim, I love both of them the same, or I can't let him or her go because I just love her. There's just something about her. I don't know what it is, or there's something about him. I don't know what it is. And really dealing with this question that comes up, not just an infidelity, but it does, about can you truly love somebody equally and love someone else? Is it fair? How do you compartmentalize Um, that is there a difference between being in love and just a genuine love and then you got the brotherly love and all of that kind of stuff. So we're just going to dive a little bit into that and just kind of raise some scenarios and some questions and really talk about that. But first, just make sure you hit us up. You can always hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at Our Journey Alive. Leave an inspirational comment, share some resources, or leave us some suggestions for some future episodes on the podcast. So, again, let's just dive into it. I'm just going to ask you ladies right out, yes or no, and then we'll dive into the meat. Can you love two people at the same time, yes or no? LaDonna. No. Carolyn. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You said it like, uh, I'm going to just step out there and say yes. Okay, so LaDonna, why do you say no? I think we need to start with Carolyn. I'm interested in how she says yes. <laughs> I say no. I say no simply because I don't think the person loved the say that there was a marriage, a man and a wife. He didn't truly love her if he looked for affection somewhere else to say, I love you, but I love her. You know, if he truly loved her, he would have never have overstepped those boundaries to find anybody else to love. Can you love and not be in love? Yeah. So do you think that he could still love his wife but not be in love with her? And that's why he then becomes more available emotionally to pursue other when you're in love, when when you're when you love, say say I say I love my brother or I love my sister, I love my friends. I don't do things to intentionally hurt them. I'm not that in love is. with I'm not in love with my best friend, but I do love her, and so therefore I wouldn't say sleep with her husband or you know do something that she wouldn't like because I do love her, and yeah. That You hit it on the button, and I'm so glad that you said that because that right there, I think, is the anchor. So we talk about, and you hear some people give excuses about, well, you know, I'm, I just wasn't, I fell out of love, you know. And they say um, for women, women are more apt to emotionally cheat before they physically cheat, whereas men are the opposite. Men will physically cheat before they emotionally cheat. Um, And that's just kind of how women are made up. We're more emotional beings. We're more all about the feeling of being in love. 
um, men, not to say they don't feel like being in love, really document their love with their actions. A lot of what they do is based on actions, physical, things of that nature. So the key thing, though, because there's no excuse, right? It happens. It is what it is. And the, the number one cause for divorce is not infidelity. It's actually money issues for the most part, finances, and then infidelity. And then some people grow and grow apart from one another, um, or they don't really learn how to grow together to stay together or communicate effectively. But that whole I'm not in love, so it, that's, it's okay, but if, I, if you love me, genuinely love me, whether like you said, and it was just perfectly put, my best friend, my brother, or whomever, I don't want to see them hurting. That's a genuine love that you have and care, concern for someone. So to put yourself in a predicament where you then tiptoe and cheat, knowing that if it gets found out or regardless, it's still a hurt, um, but if your spouse or the person that you claim you love found out, they would be hurt. And if you just communicate that there's some inadequacies within that yes. relationship or where you're at, instead of having to sneak, because if you cheat, you're lying. So there's so many different layers that you add to that, if that's the case about loving two people at the same time within a marriage. But you also have other parameters of loving someone. And um, my aunt said to me a few, some years ago, I remember we were driving, and she had brought up somebody that I had dealt with in the past that, you know, we weren't married or whatever, but it just seems like they weren't where I wanted to be at one time, and then when they was ready, I was done. Um, but there's, it's always someone that's had a place in my heart. And she said there's a lot of people that love each other, but they're not together. Right. And like one of those, ooh, that's so true. Because you you tend to ask yourself, why can't I? Some people can't let go of some people. They've moved on, quote unquote, and been in other relationships or done whatever. But there's still this one person that they call today. Is automatically like a rekindling, or you're more susceptible or vulnerable to this particular person. And what is that? What is that to where sometimes we can't let it go? Is it a soul tie? Is it like a selfish something? Or is it unresolved something? Like what is that to where you love this person, but you've moved on and found a love somewhere else? What does that look like? I, 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 I look at it completely different. And, you know, I just look at it as in why did I leave you to begin with? I, I don't ever go back to, okay, well, you cooked me dinner with candlelight one night. I, I, I go back to, okay, I'm not with you, and I don't have feelings for you because of why I'm not with you for that. You know what I mean? But it might not be someone you were with because there's I, – I even know of people that have best friends with the opposite sex, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that they, for whatever reason, didn't go the next – and some people purposely – won't take a friendship beyond that because they feel like maybe if we go beyond friendship, we might mess this good thing up Um, and genuinely love that person to where they feel like that probably would have been the perfect partner, but they don't want to, you know, you never know. It, it, It couldn't, it's not always necessarily that somebody left and not all breakups are on bad terms. 
So sometimes people separate because there's been a distance in the relationship or uh, I was just talking to someone tonight. I was just saying to someone, just because the timing is not right doesn't mean that you're not right for each other. And the example that I brought up was I had just gotten out of a relationship and an individual pursued me, but I just got out of a relationship. So I wasn't ready. I, you know, that was not on my radar. So because I wasn't ready, that person stopped pursuing me and really stopped communicating with me because that wasn't what they wanted. Well, then I'm like, well, so we still can't be friends? Like, you know, just because I don't want you in that, you know, perspective, can't we just be friends? Because we get along great, great conversation. They were like, no. (laughs) <laughs> because if this is what I want and you don't want this, then we just can't deal. And then, you know, circle back some time, and then we start talking again. And, you know, not to say there's no relationship going to come of that, but my question was, you know, just because I wasn't ready at that time doesn't necessarily mean we weren't meant for each other. It's just that the timing wasn't right. But sometimes people can confuse that with, okay, well, then that's just not the one. Let me keep it moving. When if you would have just slowed down a minute, you could have really been able to get something that was worth the wait. Right. How do you all feel on that? Carolyn? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Do you think it's about loving you can? Because you said you can love two people at the same time. Is it an equal type of love or is just it's our party has the capacity? Because we're going to go way back, like 2008 back. You know, I was in a relationship and I loved him, but I had like other male friends that I loved in a different way. Right. You know, I loved him like, you know, we in love, we in a relationship. And the other guys, I loved them because. They were good friends when I got shot. You know, they were there for me. I even had one that was a pallbearer, you know, um, at my mom's funeral. So I love him for that. I love him for being there for me. Right. And I needed somebody to be there for me. Mm-hmm. But the relationship that I was in, you know, it's just a different type of love, you know? So you can love two people at the same time, but it can't be the same type of love. That's what Is that I, what I'm hearing? Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. So when people yeah, say, I love them, I love them they both. Tell me they love me on Facebook. I tell them back, I love you. You know, but the thing is, why do some people get afraid when you tell them you love them? Whether it's like, you know, you're like in a relationship with them and you tell them you love them and they get afraid or... The saying I love you comes with something. You know, some people very, very easily throw out I love you with empty consequence. It's just Mm -hmm. empty. But if you say that and a person knows you mean that, you've now added another layer of accountability and responsibility to whatever type of relationship that is that you throw out I love you. So if it's someone that you're dealing with and you say I love you, there's now a level of expectation to go with that. Like what we were just saying, if you love me, you wouldn't do certain things to hurt me. If you love me, you won't be a flake. You won't procrastinate. You won't lie to me. You won't try to circumvent. You won't be a narcissist and not care what I'm going through. 
And and then again, it leads to another level of commitment. So if you say it and that person is not ready to commit to the consequence of love, which love is literally a decision that you make, despite somebody's flaws, despite where you're at, that I'm going to take this plunge with you and really invest my time and my heart into you. And so some people, when you do that, they're not ready for that. Because, one, they have to now be accountable for the love that you bring. They have to be accountable for that. They can't just do anything they want to do, and you just laid out that consequence. Look, I love you. So I think a lot of that is fear uh, of commitment or someone that has not been in a healthy, loving relationship before to really know how to receive that, which that's someone like I raised my hand to that. Like I'm one that I've never been in a healthy relationship, so that's hard for me to take love and you don't, you don't want, you know, you ain't no conspiracy behind, oh, okay, well, what you trying to get out of me? Because almost everybody that claimed they loved me tried to use me either for my talent, my gifts, my this, my money, my, what you want with this, my body, exactly. what? <laughs> love isn't, you know, love just isn't a word. You have to follow it up with action. You have to, yeah. You, yeah. you can't just say, I love you. That's empty to me. I need you to show me that you love me. Tell me you love me. You know, talk, laugh. You do all the things that come with love, you know, um, just like in showing up, you know, going out on a dinner date and not showing up. You know, you have to be accountable and, and follow it up with action. So true. Okay, so what I'd like to do... Since we talked about, you know, we're saying, can you love two people at the same time? And so what we've kind of concluded, we're not professional experts, but we've had our share of relationships. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably qualified me as an expert right there. You know, my quantity has qualified me. So what I'm going to do, they have different types of love. Since we've been really um, making inferences to this, I just want to just name a few of those um, that they talk about. They actually talk about that there's seven types of love, which I didn't realize it was that many. Um, But they got eros, which is the sexual or passionate love, and it's the type most modern to like when we talk about romantic love. So that's that eros love when you have a sexual desire and chemistry with someone that you can just absolutely adore the intimate piece of them. Um, And normally when we talk about boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, spouses, whatever. Then you got philia, um, which is like friendship or shared goodwill, Philadelphia, all of that. Um, which is, I think, really what Carolyn was alluding to, like having that genuine love for, you know, the guy that was there for her when she needed her most. And I, too, have that type of genuine love for some um, men and women that I feel like literally ride or die. Like I, no matter who I'm with, where I'm at, what I'm doing, I know that there's certain people that I can call that really love me for me. The unfiltered Sophia. Um, the third one is um, Store Gauge, and it's spelled S T O R G E, and it's like a familia love, so family. 
between like parents and their children and things of that love. So that um, dependency, that bond that comes out of having children, and it doesn't have to be biological. Um, so it can be something that you form even in a mentor-type relationship where there's some sort of you have one that's protecting the other type of um, relationship. Then you have agape. Do you all know what the agape love is? No. <laughs> that's universal love. That's a lot of times what you hear talked about in church or yeah. in a religious, spiritual component. It's basically just kind of this, I don't care who you are, but I have a genuine, like, love and concern for your well-being, almost like um, when we see people that are willing to risk their lives for complete strangers in the midst of chaos or, you know, we hear about, um, okay, Hurricane Harvey, for example, and we want to chip in some type of way for people that had a hurricane that we don't even know about, um, but we'll chip in a couple dollars or go take our time or donate goods. So just like that genuine universal love and concern. Probably yeah. um, love. Yes. And then here's another one, but I didn't cons- I wouldn't have considered it love, but it's called Ludus, L-U-D-U-S, and it's a playful or uncommitted love. It can involve activities such as teasing and dancing or more overt flirting, seducing. The focus is on fun and sometimes also on conquest with no strings attached. Mm, that seems uh, like she being bad. I'm talking That is a lush. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm saying, honey. This is not no L-O-V-E. This is the L-U-S-T, honey. <laughs> I'm about to name myself. I'm Sophia Ludis, cause honey, cause I can play, and no, I don't want no commitment. <laughs> yeah, some people so, get the two. Some people get the two confused though. I yes, they think they're in love, but you've only met each other. You've been together a month, honey. That may be lust. You just don't know the yeah. difference. <laughs> But you know what? They, there's a little comment they have on here that says, you know, Ludus relationships are casual, undemanding, uncomplicated, but they can actually be very long-lasting because there's no real certain restrictions or certain expectations, and it works best when, you know, both people are mature and self-sufficient. Problems arise when one party mistakes Ludus for Eros, which means when one party mistakes it as transitioning from just kind of being fun you know, just flirting, whatever, not sexual. Nothing in this is sexual. But then when you take that flirting or that teasing and you mistake it for someone that wants to be intimate, and that's when there becomes a problem. So you can have relationships with people where you've been flirting for years, but you ain't going to act on it. you just flirting. And it's just fun. Every now and again we go out and, like, that's it. But then one person might want to take that next level to intimate, and you like, no, we, this is just, you know, this is just what we do, right? Like, I don't want to be with you like that. And that's when it can become a problem. Yeah. Okay, uh, here's another one. Uh, we're on six, and then there's one more. Like, I honestly did not realize that there were this many. But anyway, here's another one. It's called pragma. Pragma is a kind of practical love founded on reason or duty and one's longer-term interests. 
So it says sexual attraction takes a back seat in favor of personal qualities, compatibility, shared goals, and making it work. And this was um, what they said was kind of common in the day of arranged marriages. Pragma must have been very, very common. So it's like I'm going to, I know I got to be with you. There's like this is just what this is. We need to make this work. And so you build a foundation of love on the fact that we're both doing this. We're both in this together. We both didn't have a say so. So you kind of build it from duty, and I almost think of, like, duty from, like, what, when I think of that, like, military and what they do, but in the sense of relationships, it's like this is this is a duty. This is what we got to do for our country. I even think about more so women in, um, and I, I watch a lot of period pieces, where I was watching about Troy. It's on Netflix. It's called The Fall of a City. And so it's a Netflix series about the queen Queen Helen and how her beauty destroyed, you know, the city of Troy because she stole away with uh, Prince Alexander and how she was just saying when she was really trying to state her case, I'm a woman, I have a voice, I have feelings, but in this day and age, women bring countries together primarily because that they, they're barter chips. So, like, by the time they're, like, five and six years old, their parents are trying to bargain them off to the next country in order to, like, bring peace or trade agreements and stuff like that. Um, so, like, they had absolutely no say-so in their life. They were very expendable when it came to that. But based on that, there was, like, a, a basis of love that they could do because this is just my duty. I'm doing this for my country, and for some women that meant a lot. Like, you know, I'm bringing countries together. Um, So they had a a love based on duty. Uh, The last one is, and I don't know how to really pronounce it, so people that are grammar nuts are going to, you know, tear me apart. And I think this is saying, like, Phyllis, no, I'm just not. I'm not. It's uh, (laughs) try it. it. It's like Felicia or Felicia, and it's P. Um, H-I-L-A-U-T-I-A, so maybe it's fellatia, and it's considered the self-love, which can be healthy or unhealthy. Unhealthy self-love is um, almost kind of like when we talked about like a narcissist, Um, but having a healthy self-love is good to having great self-esteem, which really helps your cognitive and emotional well-being overall. So that's like the self-love that you have for yourself that I think really is kind of the platform for for any other love that you're going to exude outward Um, or for any of the other ones. Being able to have that healthy self-love is is so important. And who would have thought there's like seven different loves? So I can love seven people at the same time. <laughs> That's going to be my ticket. No, honey, but let me explain because I read this in this article. Yeah, um, I'm going to I'm going to go run that by Chad. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. get his point of view. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the seven there's seven types of love and um some of them make sense, some of them like I said I've I've heard um I heard about four. So this one was new, kind of adding the three on there. But 
um, the self-love is one that I don't think that we teach upon. I hear agape a whole lot this universal, but I really think before we can ha- do all this uni- universal loving everyone, you got to have that basic, tangible love for yourself, which I think is really the hardest thing um, to do, loving yourself yeah. and then loving your body, which are two different things. Yeah. I definitely think it's different. Mm-hmm. Well, we are out of time this evening, ladies. This was a good discussion, though, about, you know, we kind of concluded, per se, that intimately loving two people at the same time is not, it wouldn't be the same type of love. Uh, Not to say that someone doesn't feel like they love someone, but being able to say, and again, I think right before the show we talked about, um, what was it, Something Wise? Who said that? um, What's that show where you have like 15 wives and they all hate them at the same time and love them at the same time? That's right, Sister Wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to always say, baby, I could not live where I know my husband's in the next room doing his duty <laughs> on Tuesday and can only come to my room on Thursday. Like, what? And she walking around pregnant with the kids and he just, like, oh, gosh. The man's, got to, the man's got to be wore out, first of all. But <laughs> I don't want what he just got done with the night before. It just makes no right. sense to me. Mm-mm. I just, mm-mm. That's not the That's a whole other show. Don't get me started on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was just getting, I was getting ready to go from zero to one hundred. Time I not let me, but yeah. So anyway, we had a great show. Thank you, ladies, so much again to our listeners. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Make sure you tune in. We got a great show for you on next week as well. Any show ideas that you have, please shoot it to us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. We are there. Our journey alive. Again, you can actually catch the link for all of our archive shows on our Facebook page on Our Journey Alive. You'll be able to go all the way back to last um, July when we first premiered the show on Open Mic Broadcast Network. Thank you so much, and everyone have a great evening.